to you know get to learn from you uh, get to learn from your story and just dive deeper into the topics of taos um, medicine and all your passions combined so welcome <laughs> to the discord space thank you much. yeah so happy to be here thanks for the opportunity of course <laughs> extremely excited to have you guys if you've read the announcements you know the fun fact about lucas he's also one of our investors um in dowlands he's been an amazing amazing support in the early journey um of dowlands so it is an incredible pleasure to host him and um so 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 excited for you guys to learn from him because his energy is also like so contagious so i'm super excited for this episode <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucas, I think one of the first things I would love to ask you is what was your introduction to the world of crypto in the first place? Yeah. So, hello all. Um, happy to be here. And yeah, my introduction to crypto was, I don't know, I guess 10 years or so ago. Um, I was studying biology at this time. Yeah, it was quite kind of funny because I was playing video games a lot, like world of warcraft and stuff with my roommate and we happened to to meet up on uh, bitcoin and stuff there for the first time because um, we were able to buy some in-game currency and stuff like that so it was more by chance and as we had always some kind of strong interesting technology and uh, building our own computer stuff and uh, yeah we were putting our um GPUs to work and we're reading up a bit on everything. It was quite amazing. So it paid off the student debt, for example. So it was really cool. And after that, I pretty much fell down the rabbit hole um, now in my 10th year. And I really love it so far with, of course, some ups and downs. But uh, in the end, of course, more ups. So otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't be here, I guess. <laughs> You have, if you guys don't know, right, Lucas has specialized um, in various fields of medicine and some of the complicated terms, which I'm not so sure, so not so sure what they mean, um, like um, psychosomatic and cytotherapy. Um, would you like to explain us a little bit what that means? Because I know that you specialized in it and then I would love eventually for you to, you to talk about how did you go from that to now being in Daos? Yeah, of course. So um, I was always a friend of like this whole holistic medicine approach, not focusing too much on one specific disease or one specific part of the body. So I was very much into um, the connection between mental um, well-being and uh, the well-being of the overall body. And this is why I was very much into like this psychosomatic, which is of course like the effect of your mental or your psychological factors on your physical well-being. So there's a very tight connection. For example, if you recently fell in love, right, your pain level would be quite a bit lower than you would have otherwise with a depression or stuff like that. Wow. And like the um, phytotherapy is more like, how can you Order, how can you treat something other than with traditional pharmaceutical and, well, yes, chemical products, right? The traditional drugs. So it's more like back to nature and using, for example, specific natural supplements um, to 
treat certain diseases other than just using like the chemical um, drugs that are, that are on the market. So this is something from a holistic um, medical approach I really like. And it's something that I found very interested to see on the DAO space because I came along um, quite a lot of biohackers, right? And focusing on self-improvement and how can you, uh, what should you take to um, get the best out of your body or mental or um, total well-being. So it was a cool connection to help and to see this whole holistic medicine find interest in this whole longevity space, biohacking space. So this is why I am, it's really cool. And I'm mainly working for DAOs that focus on the decentralized science space, biohacking space and self-improvement stuff. So it really, it's really connects together and I really enjoy it. That's amazing. I love how you were able to, you know, marry two of your passions with medicine and blockchain. Um, since you've learned so much about this amazing subject, um, even though it's so unique, and new to a lot of us, it affects every single human life. What would you say was like, I don't know, an epiphany where you really dived deep into, you know, these topics? Like a great example you mentioned is, you know, that when you're in love, um, the, I think, scope of pain you feel is much lower. So what would be some interesting, amazing facts like that? <laughs> so this is some, um, so currently, or as a medical doctor, I'm mainly working like on the psycho, therapy aspects right um mainly treating like or helping people to treat their depression and stuff like that and it's a lot of focus on things they already achieved and self-improvement and uh, planning lining out their way out of the disease right i think for me it's it's a lot um you can be a big help right but it takes a lot of time because it's one-on-one sessions right maybe Sometimes, of course, I have group sessions, for example, but it's still limited in the amount of people you can help. And this is why I love the whole technology thing or the DAO space, especially from a scalability perspective, exponential scalability, for example. So um, my, my biggest mission with DAO and technology is to reach more people than I could have than being like a traditional medical doctor and treating one-on-one, right? So I try to reach more people that I could have following the traditional path. That's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> so, so excited to hear that. Um, how would you say is that you see the DAO ecosystem today? I think, um, <laughs> to be honest for me, the, the biggest and the most fun part about DAOs is the community. So one of the biggest values of all DAOs and the overall DSI space is like this tight connection of people working together on a common goal and a common shared mission. And it's somehow, I've, I think many people can relate to that, that you will have a hard time finding people that share your interests in your daily life, right? Maybe on work, at work or something like that, but it's way easier to find like, um, like-minded people in a decentralized remote space because you can find it like I don't know in the US or you can find it China right it's it's way better to or way easier to find bigger group of people that are interested in the same things that you are and this is what DAOs for me is all about and this is why uh, I would and I could only um, 
I always encourage people to join DAOs and Web3 and get onboarded, like learn new stuff. And uh, I think a lot is happening, but there are since there are still a lot of disadvantages. Disadvantages that um, people are afraid of um, joining full time and stuff like that. So it's not mm. too easy to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, I think one of the most powerful things about DAOs is the communities you're seeing, people with a shared mission, right? Even if it was, I don't know if you can call it silly, but um, buying the Constitution DAO, right? Um, or yeah. people who are into, you know, DSI, um, you know, Elijah himself, um, and so many amazing people that we've hosted today. How are they bringing in a decentralized manner and creating that network effect, you know, bringing together research and bringing together people and, you know, thriving off of and learning off of each other and creating real impact. Um, I think it's absolutely amazing, amazing what people, some of the people are out to accomplish. Yeah. But like you said, there are also a bunch of disadvantages because it's just so early in the space. But um, that's also where so much leverage lies, right? Um, I would love to ask you is that what makes you so passionate about the Web3 space? Um, I know you're an advisor and contributor in so many DAOs and I know how much of time and energy it would take. What drives you? <laughs> So, um, to be honest, it's mostly like connecting with like-minded people. Um, so this is what I think is really important. And one of the key aspects of Dao life, at least for me, um, it's like really having this big community and finding new friends that, um, that support you if you have problems or you can reach out if you have some task you're not able to do by yourself. But, um, I think if you see like the amount of people interested in Web3 and DAO and DSI and the shared goals, I've, I'm always thinking or try to think a long term and see the potential benefits for like, in my opinion, for like the overall population, maybe if you're very optimistic, right? But this is something I'm really passionate about too see some big changes, right? To really change something and not just follow the traditional pathway where people tend to be, well, where it depends a lot of money or other your geographic location, stuff like that. So I'm really passionate to allow more people to join our healthcare system or the overall healthcare system and stuff. That's amazing. You know, we spoke about um, how you were able to marry your two passions of medicine and crypto and blockchain and stuff. But I would love to ask you, why did you choose specifically to work around DAOs? Why not other areas of tech, you know, like AI or machine learning or something else? Why DAOs? Mm -hmm. um, one being, of course, the community aspect. But um, I think for me, it's like, the startup feelings so or many DAOs or I mostly join DAOs when they're pretty young um, and have a few um, members, right? Because I think you can really make a difference there. You can really um, work on many different aspects of the DAO. So for example, although I'm more like a medical guy, I love to work on governance aspects, for example, because I, it's so important for me that to create fair governance because I know the problems when uh, people don't have access to everything firsthand. So I tend to, or I hope to create some kind of more inclusive governance structures. And this is why this is something I can work on DAOs, but I wouldn't have 
the opportunity to work on otherwise, right? I think it would be more like specialized and limited with the abilities to work on. So DAO gives me the opportunity to collaborate and work together on many different fields other than, for example, medicine. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I can completely relate with the feeling of like having that startup feeling and how much and the level of impact you can create in a structure like that. Um, that's awesome. I know how passionate you are about crypto, but you also told me that you're extremely passionate about traveling as well. So um, I'd love to ask you, you know, what makes you love traveling? I would love to talk about um, if you had any like life changing or life defining moment in your life that really shaped who you are as a person today. Yeah. So um, why I love traveling is, uh, to be honest, food. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty simple, but um, I love and I love all the, I basically watched all the Netflix documentations on like cooking and food and <laughs> culture connected like twice. Um, so um, I love traveling because I love to try out different foods. And with food, I try to only go to very traditional places to learn about the culture of a given land, right? So I, I'm not a friend of like having this touristic location. So I always try to be like on the heart of the culture and in my opinion this is food absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think the biggest hack about traveling is like experiencing the city like a local and not just doing like touristy stuff that's where you can like really understand the heartbeat and the pulse of the place you've visited yes exactly and i I think if you i i always um try to not visit like the trip advisor, for example, <laughs> yeah. recommended places, right? Because it's mostly touristic. So I always search for like this, those very local and very small um, yeah, restaurants or stuff like that, or some street food. I love street food and stuff. That's awesome. So what's, what's your favorite place that you've traveled to yet? Like that was like completely surreal and blew your mind. Um, but to be honest, uh, this year I traveled to the US the first time for me, and um, it somehow really blew my mind because it was a lot different than I imagined. To be honest, so um, <laughs> f- um, I've I mean, you have I've talked to a lot of people coming from the US, and I've quite a lot of friends there, and I've seen, of course, millions of movies where the US is part of, but it was quite different visiting it on your own, right? And doing your own experience and, for example, being in Vegas the first time or stuff like that. It's way different than (laughs) seeing it in movies. And uh, uh, this was pretty, I was astonished by like the culture and the friendliness, right? Because Germans are not at all at the level of friendliness than the US persons, for example, are. Right? So, yeah. um, this is qu- was quite fun, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. We love talking about, you know, I know everyone who's in the crypto space is not accidentally, it's very intentional and everyone seems to be extremely passionate and driven about it. But I think it's extremely exciting to see, apart from crypto, what is it that drives you? And mm-hmm. um, I know like one of the best ways to like really, really grow and expand your horizons is to travel. So, um, Thank you so much for sharing that story. And of course. <laughs> community, I would love to request you guys, if you have any questions for Lucas, um, please drop them in the chat below. We will revisit community questions in some time. So um, make sure that you're ready with your questions and stuff till then. Um, Lucas, I know that you kind of touched upon it, 
But what would you say at this point, what are some of the advantages versus disadvantages working in the DAO ecosystem? Yeah. Um, from an advantage side, I think uh, like uh, a startup feeling I mentioned, uh, working together with people on various different tasks. But I think there are quite a lot of disadvantages at this stage. Uh, I guess one of the biggest is like the financial instability for most people. So it takes a lot of, I guess it's more of a part-time job uh, working for DAOs because you need to uh, some kind of other part-time traditional job to, um, to pay your bills, right? To pay your rent for pay for food and stuff like this. So this is a big advantage that you normally work for projects that are not, maybe are not live or that don't pay as good as your traditional job, for example. So it's quite hard to get the level of payment from DAOs in, um, that you might have gotten otherwise, right? So the step is quite hard to switch from traditional to DAO full-time because, for example, here in Germany, right, you have to pay for your insurance if you're not yeah. working for any for any company and you have to pay for your, not the rent, but you have to pay for, like, quite a lot of other stuff that are mandatory. So it's quite hard to say, okay, I am now working for DAOs full-time without having some steady and, like, um, yeah, regular payment. So this is one of the biggest things um, I, especially from a European perspective, is quite hard because it's not that advanced, like this payment procedures or stuff like that. Um, hmm. And yeah, this is, of course, one of the biggest advantages I see for the majority of people. As I mean, I know a lot of people have like made some money with trading or stuff like that, right? And can work for DAOs maybe a few months, but it takes, of course, your savings. So it's you need some regular payment as you have some regular spendings, right? Absolutely. Um, how startups, I remember in the initial days, it was extremely difficult to work for startups as well because people just thought that they would be just so unstable, right? Now it's one of the coolest things to work for a startup because they have an amazing <laughs> culture and you know you have so much like ownership and almost like say in the company and stuff like that. Do you think DAOs can eventually transition into something like that where they do go the traditional route of say like raising funds, you know, um, in the blockchain space, it's more like, you know, utilizing your community and having a shared bank account. But do you think they can take the traditional route of like going to PCs and angels and raising funds so that they can actually fund um, their contributors? Because actually, you're right, like, unless you have like a good pay, you will miss out on talent, right? And even if there is talent, it'll be a part time thing. And you creating an impact when you're working somewhere full time versus just giving five hours a week is significantly different. So do you think like that is something we can work on eventually? I guess so. So um, I have seen quite a lot of good developments lately, to be honest, like um, some of the cool projects in the DSI space really got big funding, right? For example, if you look at Molecule and VitaDAO, for example, like they received a good amount of funding um, just recently and a lot of more interest in it and other DAOs received uh, VC investments too. So um, I think it's some more, it, as it gets somehow more mature, I think all VCs um, are, or any kind of funding um, 
personal is somehow interested in in investing as it really uh, is some kind of dream right this DAO dream rather a real company you know, you're working for and you can really achieve something so this is pretty cool absolutely um i feel like that is a struggle everyone knows what they're getting into right um you know whether it's keeping a track and increasing our treasury and stuff like that but as long as like people believe in the mission i feel like eventually we will see um for people to figure out creative ways to you know um keep the life like going so um that's exciting to hear what would you say is your perspective on people's negative attitude or connotation on the crypto space you know and the decentralized space calling it a fad and um things like that mm -hmm. so to be honest i um there are two options at least for me personally um either i don't say i'm crypto at all so <laughs> i just let them have their own opinion and just skip it but sometimes, um, to be honest, I try to, or most of the times I try to compare it to the internet or like smartwatches or smartphones. So I try to help people understand that there are some things we cannot imagine currently, right? And how impactful they will be in the future. So I always try to, okay, just think back at this Nokia mobile phone times, right? And how cool smartphones and iPhones have evolved to. So I um, mainly try to make comparisons to not convince them to, to give crypto a chance, but to help them understand that it's somehow more complex than just Bitcoin and stuff like that, right? It's not sure. just financial aspects. It's not just DeFi. It's, it's more like it's the technology is amazing. It's more, and it's the technology is more than like crypto, right? This is what I try to at least tell people. Absolutely, I think you know when um, like NFTs came into play, that's when really Web three started popping up. People are just seeing like these really interesting artsy stuff. Um, they're seeing there's so much money in the space. You know, things being sold for like millions and millions of dollars the things that people call jpeg right and then they start kind of categorizing everything like web3 right like nfts DAOs, crypto without understanding the nuances of it and i think like the biggest difference like i tell people is betting on like nfts is like you know you're betting on a brand which is investing in crypto is like you're betting on the technology so there's a huge difference between it's not just in it for like the finance but truly to see the workings of what blockchain is capable of. And I think DAOs are one aspect which are actually helping us see, you know, the possibilities of what Web3 can evolve into beyond just like, you know, flipping things for a profit and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. I, I cannot agree more. It's like, it's really important for people to understand that you need to separate things, right? You need to separate NFTs from crypto and you need to separate the technology of from all of that, right? It's not, although it's tightly connected, you could even create some cool stuff without NFTs and without like Bitcoin and stuff at all. Even if you have no new, only the technology, right? And it would be still a very cool technology. And I think I always try to help people to understand that. Absolutely. 
Um, general reminder for the community guys, please feel free to drop in your questions in the chat. I think one of the most amazing things about Discord is this is where you can ask your questions live from the guest um, rather than just like, you know, watching the podcast um, on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. So please utilize this opportunity. Um, till that time, um, Lucas, I'd love to ask you, you have worked with like, um, you know, talents and stuff. You've seen kind of how we've evolved and stuff. Um, how has your experience been with talents? And we've integrated our product with so many of the DAOs you advise at. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yes, of course. Um, I, I'm always happy to talk about DAOs, to be honest. <laughs> Not because I am an investor, but more like I love the product and I think it's crucial for the success of Web3. So um, I've seen the very early presentation um, without like a demo version of it. It was like, okay, I fully understand where this is going, right? I, we need something like that because um, or before downlands or before proper onboarding, it's more like you join a DAO and you have no idea about the DAO. You're just overwhelmed by millions of channels on Discord. You're overwhelmed by the amount of information available and stuff like that. It's really hard for people. It, it was even hard for me, right? And I'm quite used to like all this kind of picking up information quite um, fast and knowing all the stuff with NFTs and um, blockchain and crypto background. Even with all the information in mind, it was quite hard to get started with DAOs. And this is why I'm so impressed to see uh, the latest version um, you've created with like the self onboarding and stuff like that. And what I really appreciated was at the very end of the self onboarding that you can click on the informational parts with the videos and stuff, because this is something I mean, Every DAO would need to explain it to their users or to their members, right? And it's it's such a duplication of effort to just have every DAO doing the same thing rather than just have, having one like service doing it for you and making it in a way that people can understand it. Even newcomers new to Web3 and even new to all this kind of um, stuff. So um, I just love it. It's just a great, great to see all the progress, to be honest. I am so glad to hear that. Um, thank you so much for sharing your kind words. And like I said, Lucas has been like an OG. He's been here from the start. So he's definitely seen us like grow and evolve and, you know, see this little baby actually, you know, come into a full-fledged product that we have today, self-serve. I've also shared a link in the chat, so feel free to check it out. Um, okay, we have a question from Flow Science Lucas. He says, what was the first DAO you joined? Um, and what's your favorite alternate L1? Cats versus mm -hmm. dogs. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> love the questions. <laughs> so the first um, DAO I joined was uh, Vita DAO, to be honest, wow. but not as a contributor, but more like a, I don't know, reading and um, following up for the process because um, it was like the first DSI DAO I joined and really was interested in. I came along with quite a few others like Wu DAO or stuff like that. There were quite a few, but I wasn't much into um, like this whole thing because I was missing the science part, right? It was like the science part of me was, mi uh, was missing. And the first 
um, DAO I was contributing to was CureDAO, to be honest. Um, it was more like, how can we, how can we as a DAO help to aggregate data and make it available for clinical trials and all this kind of stuff. So this was like the first time I really contributed. But nowadays I, I'm now trying to contribute to Vita DAO too, um, just recently on the governance things because I learned a lot and yes, I just love it. To the second question, my favorite player one is, I guess, currently Solana, um, but tightly followed by Polygon, to be honest, because, uh, well, Solana, I mean, I, I, I'm not a friend of like, this whole kind of discussion of centralization because the network goes down right? or needs to shut down, but I just love all the development on there and the NFT space. Um, but Polygon is, I guess, one of my favorites currently too, because um, a lot of DAOs um, need to switch over to Polygon to have like the fees and accessibility. Um, and yes, and I'm definitely a dog person. <laughs> we will soon finally have our dog coming in, I guess, four weeks. So uh, I'm really excited for it. <laughs> what dog is it? Like what breed? I, uh, it's a golden retriever. So, oh, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute that I'm really happy to, to have a family. So I hope it's... I guess four weeks. <laughs> That's awesome. Please get ready for a life of like taking care of a baby because dogs are a full responsibility. Um, we have like a chief yeah. happiness officer here also at Dowlands, which is a white golden retriever. His name is Coco. Uh, nice. And um, <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter and keep up to date with his life. <laughs> but um, That's cool. Yeah, so excited. Oh my gosh, you have to sell like, photos of your dog um, so yeah, that you can share it with the viewers and stuff. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay, have you thought of any names? Um, not yet, to be honest, because we're not quite sure whether it's female or male. So it um, will be tricky. Um, and there are some names we like, but uh, like Ivy, for example, for female and because I guess it will be a white one too, uh, oh. but we will need to to think about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Just by the way, not to prolong this conversation for too long, but I do have a golden retriever. Her name is. Oh, nice. Yeah, her name is Flora. So um, oh, she's that's a cool. complete monster. I don't know why is her name so delicate, but <laughs> <laughs> a great suggestion for a female's name is Sage. I really wanted Sage as a uh, name, good. but like my family vetoed on Flora. So we're like, fine. <laughs> so you can totally steal that name. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, amazing. I think, Lucas, um, then on one of the last questions I would love to ask you is, what is one message slash advice that you would like to share with the people, you know, in terms of why should they care about Web3? Um, why is it worth being in the Web3 space? Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think one of the one of the things I can only advise everyone is like to get your feet wet, right? To just dive into some of the DAOs with a mission you're interested in and just join one of the calls and maybe go through the DAO lens onboarding if something like that is implemented. But just uh, try to 
I mean, we all live in some kind of comfort zone, right? Um, and I think it's really important for everyone to learn something new and get out of this comfort zone and just start contributing, just start, uh, yeah, getting on those calls and I don't know, maybe receiving your first payment or compensation. It's really cool. It's really rewarding. And I think one of the biggest things you should join or why should you, you should join DAOs is, of course, the community. So um, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I think it's really the biggest, biggest thing about DAOs is the community, um, having the ability to um, yeah, connect to like-minded people all around the globe is something so cool and really fascinating. If we just think back on how difficult traveling and connecting to people was, I mean, like 100 years ago or stuff like, yeah. and now we can sit here and have this podcast, for example. I think one of the biggest things is like talking to people. So get on the calls and yeah, that's, I think, the <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Lucas, for such a lovely and amazing session. Um, we asked a bunch of questions. Thank you so much for just being like honest and amazing and having great energy um, and sharing your story with us. Any ending thoughts, anything I might have missed out on that you'd like to add or something? I guess, it, I think... The most important thing is really to get started. I mean, it's not just a straightforward line where everything will go great and DAO life isn't, is, I mean, compared to traditional work life, DAO life can be quite frustrating too, right? It's not just happy face and cool conversations and doing stuff you like, right? But it's still very much worth digging into it and starting and connecting to people because it's really rewarding as soon as you started, right? So I think um, please don't be discouraged if something doesn't work out as expected, but it can always change and it likely will. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lucas. Um, this was an absolute pleasure and absolutely amazing to host you.